Recording. Hey guys. Hey. Hello. What's your favorite color? Everyone has their own microphone today. Is that good? Uh, that's very good. I'm assuming people were probably like, I can't hear half the conversation. I can't understand you. I could definitely understand you. <laughs> I have earphones in. I, I thought you had hearing aids. I didn't want to bring it up in case it was a sensitive topic, or maybe I thought that might have been fake. Like maybe you're like a Mor Morrissey thing. There's flowers oh. behind you. Maybe you're oh, oh. you'll listen to your pocket. Oh no, they just allow me to talk to ants. <laughs> like your mom's sisters. My mom doesn't have sisters. You should know that. I should. I don't know. I don't know if they were strange or dead to your family or. No, what. no. I have a black uncle and an asshole. So, yeah, hey, this is kind of epic show, guys. <laughs> I'm David West. I'm Andrew Curley. Taylor Newman. A.K.A. Peaches. Peaches. You, know, you know, I was actually talking to, uh, to Gabe, and uh, I, I told him that you would be joining the show. And uh, I was like, yeah, remember my buddy Peaches? He's like, that could be its own podcast, my buddy Peaches. Peaches and Cream. My just, Buddy Peaches is the name of the podcast. Just my everyday life, basically. Yeah, baby. Do, 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 do you any guys play, like, the Super Nintendo and that Pac-Man Adventures game? I, re like, I do recall. Just, yeah. just, like, envision, just take out Pac-Man out of the equation and just put me in there. Mine like, is more like Mario is missing. Shooting pigeons out of the sky with my little, like, you know, BB gun. Or... Yeah. Pac-Man is a sociopath, and uh, Wario is a goldmine-owning libertarian. All right. Yeah. There's actually like a whole like thread on Reddit that I heard about read about uh, about uh, people debating whether Mario was a libertarian. And I remember one time I was hanging out with Chance. Uh, we were playing Mario Kart for the uh, we, you know, we were high and or drunk. Uh, and uh, I don't know where I just said that uh, Wario is a go we were playing the Wario's gold mine level, and I said Wario is a gold mine owning libertarian. <laughs> I can see it. I mean, the gold mine alone. Yeah. He knows the values of uh, value of precious metals. Uh, I bet Morio voted for. Uh, uh, <clears throat> what the fuck is it? Rand Paul. I almost call him Paul uh. Rand. Like he was like, no, wait a minute. That motherfucker's name was a character from a fucking book. What book? Uh, well, okay, authorized. Ayn Rand. Oh yeah. Awesome. I'd be my own political party. Peaches party. Yeah. That, that could be another podcast. I know, right there. You know the slogan for my political, if I ran for, for a campaign, would be? Big star? No. Uh, <laughs> ball don't lie. No, no, man. Base Andrew? <laughs> ball don't lie. Uh, you know, my, my, my campaign manager would be Rashid Wallace. Gotcha. Huh. That so, joke uh, just flew over like half of the people... Like, it flew over one person's head, is what I'm trying to say. You don't, know, you don't know who Rashid Wallace is? No, no, I'm just saying out of our, like, half of our audience just, it missed. So one dude just didn't know what you were talking about. Watch basketball, nerds. Right? Like, here I was, I was doing my, my tournament bracket today, and I was like, well, I could just do this all randomized. But then I decided to pull up my uh, ESPN uh, 
uh, score center app and looked at records and looked at if any team had played each other. And yeah, actually came. I, I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, like, uh, usually, you know, uh, I, I tend to hedge my bets pretty conservatively. I'll, you know, I'll pick an upset or two, like the 12, uh, 12 over 5 happens, uh, has happened every year since 1985, except for last year. It was the first time since 85. That it didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. From what I understand, that, that typically happens because, uh, like, the major conferences, like your Big Tens, your ACCs, the SECs, they get overrated uh, how good the teams are. Mm-hmm. And then, like, your, like, uh, smaller conferences, like, you know, the conferences like Ball State plays in, for example, I think it's the MAC, I believe, those get underrated, uh, so you might get a team that's kind of running on the radar at 12, and they might actually be better than the 5. Gotcha. I actually did not have that happening. I mean, you know, it's... It, it, you know, it's it was really hard to pick Chattanooga over IU. Yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a possibility, but, you know, uh, I, I see the Hoosiers at least making it to the round of 32. Uh, yeah. I see them upsetting Kentucky. Kentucky hasn't been that great this year, but yeah. it's still Kentucky and fuck Calipari. I do like Boogie, though. He played for Kentucky, and I like... Uh, I like Carl Anthony Towns. He played for Kentucky as well. He's likely uh, Rookie of the Year for the NBA this year. He's playing for the Timberwolves. Uh, and uh, the Brow uh, played for Kentucky uh, the year uh, IU uh, beat them with that uh, with that Chris, uh, Christian Watford three. Uh, yeah. That was an awesome moment. Uh, I think the, one of the upsets I have, I have uh, Syracuse beating Dayton, which is a 7-12. and 12, but that, that seems unlikely. I mean, it, it's a possibility, certainly. But uh, I always feel like Syracuse does decently well in tournaments. Oh, yeah, they generally are pretty so. good, but... Uh, this year, like uh, they, they actually had like one of the best, one of the worst. Like uh, I forget which it was like RPI score. I mean, RPI is not the best uh, metric to measure teams by, but uh, there was something something in their record where they, they might like one of the worst to uh, make the tournament or be gotcha. that high. But I mean, it's still a possibility because you know, you know, they're you know teams can get hot during tournament play. It is one and done. You know, it's a small sample window. That's why, uh, for example. Uh, like in the NFL, it's much more common for a uh, lower seed uh, to beat a higher seed because, you know, one-game sample. Whereas, yeah. uh, like in the NBA, you know, it's seven-game series. Uh, Which I feel is actually too long for the NBA. You know, actually, actually like the first – I think the first and the second round, I, I think at one uh, – They I wore five at one point. Yes, I, I, I think the second one was a five-game as well. But, uh, yeah, generally speaking, that's why for the NBA uh, – Typically, the the better the better uh, seeded team will uh, advance, uh, yeah. but not in all cases. Yeah. Like uh, Pacers uh, in 2014, but you know that was in the middle of Operation Shit the Bed. Yeah. Very true. So uh, this past week, yeah, that was what day? What day did that come out? What day did the Civil War trailer come out? Was it this weekend? Was it this weekend? I feel like it might have been maybe Wednesday of last week. Uh, either way, last week... Thursday. Uh, uh, Thursday. Close enough, though. Yeah. So Marvel dropped the, the newest uh, Civil War trailer. Um, first reactions? Here, here's my first reaction to the whole thing. And, like... Okay, first off, like, I consider myself a nerd, but, like, more of a subtle nerd. Okay. Like, that kind of, like, middle ground. Where, like, I understand majority of all topics but i'm not like too in depth or too dedicated to certain things yeah so when i first saw this movie the first thing i saw was like is this a captain american movie american movie or is this a avengers 2.5 avengers 2.5 movie yeah because i i I'm, i understand the background to the civil wars comics mm-hmm. but 
how it's associated specifically to Captain America, I was like, that's where my questions came about. I was like, is are they just throwing him his name in there because technically they're doing kind of like, well, they were kind of the first ones. I, they did this first before Star Wars, where they mm. come out with a spinoff movie in between the main movies. Yeah, this is sort of like a side story <clears throat> to what their direction they're going with. This is like Shadow of the Empire movies. in a way. Yeah, exactly. Which so, that would be a bitching movie, but everyone's too old for it. Yeah. So this isn't like a sequel to the uh, the last Avengers movie. It's not following the same path that where the, the the last one left off, but it's supposed to tie into those. Oh, it's it's completely connected to to the yeah. previous Avenger film. Exactly. Uh, you see in the trailer they're talking about like the Salkovia, I think was the yeah. nation uh, that they that uh, Ultron floated and destroyed basically. Yeah. Like um, they they made all those movies they make reference to, and so. I guess where I'm kind of understanding this is like Captain America plays a in the comic books he plays a key role to the Civil War. Yes, and that's why they put his name in this movie. Well, yes, even no. even the the Russos swear up and down that this isn't Avengers 2.5. Yeah, that this is Captain America's story that just happens to like be with the rest of the Marvel universe. So everyone plays a key, but our our person is still Captain America. It's still his movie. Yeah. Which, the trailer almost makes him seem like he's the enemy. Really? You get that he's, from the trailer? I, I, yeah. I, well, let's just put it this way. Maybe I'm Ronald biased. Downey Jr., the trailer goes kind of both ways. It makes, but for sure, it makes Robert Downey Jr.'s character, Iron Man, look like a complete dick. Yeah. And Captain America... Oh, I'm gonna, I like, want to punch you in your perfect face. Yeah, seem like an underrated hero. Yeah. But also kind of like the enemy. like Almost like like Deadpool, how he's he's not a superhero, but he's a... He's well, a Deadpool's an anti, he's anti-hero. An anti-hero. But they kind of make him look like he's like the anti-hero. Yeah. Well, like a... Sense. He's using a title. Kind of hypocritical of uh, Tony talking about you know power. I mean, because like you know some of the stuff he's done, like Iron Man three, like with his uh, you know arm, okay destroyed him, but you know the army of suits and you mm. know other like even the Ultron pro- project. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like you know it's you don't really have much you know standing to be you know this critical. Uh, but also, this is a Tony that has changed. His events in Avengers: Age of Ultron have changed Tony Stark. Oh right, because the he, the vision the vision had. of the future. So now. You have a, a Tony that's not trying to be the future. He's trying to prevent the future. So that's a way you can look at Tony Stark in this film as well. And one thing, I don't know about and you, with, with but... Cap, like, you know, you have to look at, you know, why he might be hesitant to let the government, you know, have a, you know, a daily issue and all that. I mean, assuming it's going to be similar to, like, the comics version. I mean, look, look he just took down the government and you found out, oh, it's a, it's a hydra nest. Yeah. Just previously in Captain, well, in the Winter Soldier, oh, everybody that he's trusted, this organization that he's trusted the entire time he's been on Frozen ended up just being Hydra. It ended up being his old enemy. Yeah. So I, I could completely understand where he's coming to, coming from, being hesitant. Oh, how can I trust anyone considering what I just went through? Sure. And... Yeah. I think that's kind of where I was going with is that he's he's kind of like this. He even though he he's established himself as Captain America, mm. he still has some growing as a leader. 
as yeah. a superhero leader. Well, because he he hasn't been the leader of the Avengers. No, exactly. Iron, Iron Man has been the leader of the Avengers. Exactly, and I think the 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 the, the leadership roles may change. Mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of the well, it, it did at the end, end of uh, Age of Ultron. Tony yeah. left. Uh, Steve has been the the leader of this new group of Avengers, and they confirmed the timeline. It's been a year since Age of Ultron. So it's actually moved in real time because they're basically coming out a year after each other. So they're more of a connected team than what the other Avengers ever were. Yeah. After that first movie, they all went their separate ways. But this team of Avengers, Steve has actually been working really close to and with for a year. What, what, like, I heard there's a double agent in the film. Like, isn't Black Widow on Tony's team, I think? Yeah, she is. And even in the trailer, you kind of get the feeling that she switches mm-hmm. when you see Tony in a, a cast and she's like, uh, something about uh, they'll come after you or something like that. So yeah, what, What's interesting to me is that, you know, uh, well, I guess I can kind of see why maybe, but like uh, it's, it's weird that, you know, it's interesting that T'Challa is on the side of uh, Tony Stark, like, you know, uh, like, you know, the face of, you know, uh, the imperialist, capitalist U.S., but I, but then, you know, Tony wants to rein in superpowers, you know, maybe he's thinking, like, you know, uh, they fucking up other countries, they might fuck up Wakanda. Well, there's a scene at, uh, towards the beginning of the trailer where you see Chadwick Boseman getting, uh, it looked like there's an explosion and he gets knocked down, mm-hmm. which could be an instigating reason why he's on... True, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like, if Bucky is, you know, still unbrainwashed yet, uh, mm-hmm. maybe, or, may, or maybe one of the assassinations was in Wakanda. Well, I, I feel like there would be a, uh, uh, also, uh, it's also hinted at that uh, Bucky killed Howard Stark, too, which could be a reason for Tony's vendetta, but uh, there's probably an inciting incident, sort of like in the comic book with uh, the uh, Stanford incident, mm-hmm. where a a new group of heroes accidentally blow up a small town. So I'm I'm assuming there's an inciting incident, which could also be the reason why T'Challa is on pro-registration, even though it's a U.S. government thing and he's the king of a country that's not the U.S. What involvement should this guy have, period, but just saying. I asked Joe Quesadilla if... uh, Tony Stark was a warmonger? A war 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 profiteer? Yeah. Here, take a sandwich. Oh yeah! Oh, that, oh yeah! It was the Bendis, I think, the Todd McFarlane sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, the Todd McFarlane sandwiches from uh, was that Wizard World? Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah. it was like this North Seagull War. It was uh, the weekend uh, that Michael Turner passed away. Yeah. That was almost eight years. Yeah, isn't that weird to think it's almost getting like I still think of 2009 as like five years ago. I know, right? It's not. I know. It's it's weird to think about like. A, 2007 feels like, you know, five years ago, and it's going to be ten years next year. No. It's fucked up. No, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, where were we going? Where was the topic? Oh, uh, yeah, the Civil War. Uh, yeah, I know we were on Civil War, but where were we? Uh, I mean, we were just really just talking about the, what, from what we saw. Allegiances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just interested to see, because, like, you know, they're, I'm interested to see, like, you know, what the... Uh, inciting uh, incident is to, you know, set things off, you know, it's, because, I mean, you really don't, have, really don't have, like, as much of the groundwork as, like, with uh, the Civil War and uh, the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. that from uh, 2006, uh, you know, so I'm wondering, you know, I've heard it's going to be a little bit different, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would kind of have to be, because 
uh, in the comics, it was about the Superhero Registration Act. And, oh, the heroes need to come forward, reveal their identities, and register with the U.S. government. Nobody, well, very few people in the Marvel Universe have secret identities. Uh, so where that was the main focus, one of the main focuses of the comic, it would be pointless for that to be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Spider-Man's in the movie, which we'll get to in a bit. But who else in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a, has a mask? Daredevil? But they're not even touching on the, the Netflix shows. Yeah. Which, they, they are tying in Daredevil with something else. Well, the other Netflix shows. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, they're not associating him yet. It's almost like its own alternate universe. Uh, kind of. You, if you look at the Netflix shows, you look at the shows on ABC, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Shield, Carter. Which Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is associated with, they've mentioned that yeah. in the... In the uh, well, they've made direct the references. Yeah back and forth but you still have never seen any of that cast in exactly. one of the movies well besides Coulson yeah. after but that hasn't been in there since he died on screen yeah but yeah you've had Nick Fury you've had uh, uh, Aunt Robin she's been on there that's her name Aunt, Aunt Robin uh, Maria Hill it took me a second I almost forgot her name mm-hmm. but the other thing is kind of like the direction that they're going to take with this Civil War movie. Is it just going to be sort of like a side story that le- leading up to the next Avengers movie? Or are they going to actually incorporate more storyline to this movie? Like, I know that the Civil War comic is its own thing all in itself. I mean, it's a stream of, of, of issues. Yeah, it was eight issues. Yeah. Uh, but it did have a ton of tie-ins and everything. So... so I understand it's like a lead-in yeah. to kind of progress the conflict between these different groups and different characters. Mm-hmm. So will this just be kind of like... Because I don't think Marvel or technically Disney has... Have they really given an outline like they have with Star Wars? Saying yeah, like, the release dates? These are the release dates. This yeah. is how it ties in with the storyline. Well, they have the release dates, so we know the, uh, all the way through 2020. Sure. Of what movies are coming out and when. Yeah. And uh, there's no Iron Man 4. Robert Downey Jr. has kind of said, this is my mini Iron Man 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into, uh, we have the next Thor next year. We have uh, uh, Doctor Strange later this year. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 next year. So, I mean, each movie is going to tie in enough to the next film. The next Avengers film. Yeah, which is what they've always done. Yeah. Sure. So, sure. So they, just I'm, as just as much as going from say Ant Man, which happened after the Avengers, yep. he's already an Avenger. He's on Captain America's team. Yep. So, so I guess I'm leading all that information up to kind of like what direction this film's going to play a part to the whole storyline leading up to the next Avengers film. Like, is this going to be the the climax, or is this just going to be another story, basically? Well, I. You could look at it this way: the next, uh, the next Avengers films, cut into two, Infinity War Part One and Two. So, I don't see Part One ending well. I think it'll have a very dark ending. I, I think it'll be the Avengers divided. I think the repercussions from Civil War will strongly be felt in that movie. There might not even be a team of Avengers at the end of Civil War. The Avengers might be non-existent. It'll be fragmented, basically. Yeah. 
I'm expecting like an Infinity War, uh, probably probably in the first one I could see like that, that famous uh, the famous panels of Cap walking across and uh, to Thanos, mm-hmm. and then getting killed. That's how that movie should end. I, I think, uh, no doubt about it, Infinity War Part One needs to end with yeah, Cap's that's death. That's the climax. Yeah. And then the falling action could be the. Uh, I was just you know. The only, the only problem I can see with that, there's other Marvel movies coming out between it and Part 2. Mm-hmm. Like Ant-Man and Wasp. The Ant-Man sequel comes out between the two Avenger films. Eh? How, how does that quite work? I'm, I figure that could probably take place before... Uh, yeah. Or at least after Civil War, because I know Ant-Man is in Civil War. Yeah. With, oh, can I just talk about the cold chills I got watching him fly on one of uh, Hawkeye's arrows? Come on, that's awesome. That's that's iconic comic book imagery. So, uh, actually, I just rewatched Ant Man, and uh, Marissa hadn't seen it, so I, I had her watch it, and uh, just imagine how much uh, he fucked up Falcon's suit in Ant Man. He gets shot at Iron Man. <laughs> just imagine what he could do. That'd be awesome. I can't wait to see that. Get uh, get Ant Man inside uh, Iron Man's hood. <laughs> That'd be, that could be pretty funny. And, you know, they've done one, one really good thing with all these movies. No matter how dark they get, they still manage to be really funny, too. Which, if you go back and watch the, uh, the Winter Soldier trailers, those things are dark. Those trailers are super dark and depressing. Mm-hmm. But that movie still had a ton of humor. Yeah, well, that's something that I've noticed with when you look at the, the X-Men series. Mm-hmm. Or if you look at the Avengers series, they all kind of have their own feel. Like, yeah. Obviously, but, but like, like you said, there's, there's reoccurring symbols to the directorial path. Yeah. Marvel has definitely set a vision mm-hmm. for their, yeah. their, their movies kind of all have to feel the same way. They, they have they, to be able to coexist in this universe. You can't do something co- too far out there. Yeah, they have to coexist, but not honestly... They have to feel normal for the viewer. Yeah, you know, that's something they they can relate to, and when they watch it, they can enjoy it because it feels it feels and they can relate to the same like the previous movies. Yeah, you know, and that's how they connect with their fan base, mm-hmm. or that's a key feature how they connect with their fan base. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get I get that too when I've watched all those movies as well. And, and let's talk about the big bug in the room. Uh, Spider-Man has officially joined the Marvel oh, Universe. Oh, I was going to say, powers are shrinking, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Although... Oh, well... Let, oh, you know let's, what? Let, hold on, hold on. Let, let's mention... Okay, Ant-Man is a giant man in this movie. They have shown toys and stuff. Yeah, you he know does what, You know what I'm hoping we also get in this movie? Chlor. I, I don't think that would happen. I, I don't think they would be able to keep it a secret that Chris Hemsworth would have been in Civil War. They, they they can't keep that a secret. So there isn't going to be a Damn. robot clone of Damn Thor. Damn it, I wanted That's not going to happen, unfortunately. But rumors are that we might have Hulk show up at some point. At least a Hulk show up at some point. Whether it's with Thunderbolt Ross or uh, Bruce Banner is yet to be seen. But uh, See, I'm looking at the cast right now. They... they even though they've got the cast listing, that doesn't mean they can't add to Oh, that. for sure, but 
how likely would it be that Chris, like that wouldn't have come out that Chris, oh, Chris Hemsworth has done a day on Civil War. I feel like that would be pretty easy to slip. Oh, sure, sure. Which, which is also interesting is when I, when I watched the trailer for the first time and I listened to the, the Spider-Man voice, mm-hmm. I was like instantaneously like, that's not the same actor. No, it's not Andrew Garfield. No. It's Tom Holland. And thank God. But that's all my own opinion. Uh, I, I like Andrew Garfield enough. It, I don't know this Todd Holland to be perfectly Tom honest. Holland? Yeah, I'm not. He was in, uh, oh, I don't even know. He was in In the Heart of the Sea with Chris Hemsworth, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, yeah, Spider-Man has officially joined the Marvel... Mar- ah, I can't talk. Marvel Universe. Just that alone made me so happy to finally see. Yeah, because I, I know that was kind of a debate of... I, I, I kind of felt like they were eventually going to associate Spider-Man into the whole thing, but when? Yeah, well, it was all, it was all about getting Sony to, to work with Marvel. Yes. So, eh. <laughs> it, it happened, finally. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's one reason. I, I don't know. Would you say that that would be a reason why they had to switch actors? You know, probably, but I still feel like uh, it was just the Luke, well, the rather poor reception of Amazing Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. is the reason they switched. Because... I actually really liked Andrew Garfield. I like what he brought to the character, and I thought he was a lot better than Tobey Maguire. Yeah, I, I, I get that a lot. And his uh, his relationship with Gwen Stacy was perfect, and you know maybe that has to do with their chemistry outside of those movies too, because they're still a couple. I think. No, they, I think they broke oh, up. Oh, did think, they? I think he cheated on her or something. I think. Well, that's because he lost Spider Man, and then was really sad. Okay. Who would? Who the fuck would cheat on Emma Stone? Jesus right. Christ. Uh, I guess if you're Spider-Man, oh wait, you're not anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's sad. Oh, but uh, yeah, that movie just wasn't well received. So I, I'm wondering how much of it was Marvel's doing. Like, okay, if we're gonna do this partnership, you got to get somebody else. We got we've got to find somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think those movies could have worked pretty easily tying them in uh, say all of it took place before the battle of New York you know because how could you have a Spider-Man movie and not mention the battle of New York Yeah, you know just be like they took place before guys it wouldn't be that hard to fast forward a couple of years yeah and that was the, that's the other thing because this is real, I don't know he seems like a, real, like a younger Spider-Man so to say Andrew Garfield uh, no Tom, Tom oh yeah oh yeah he's 14 yeah He's so, uh, he's playing his age. So that's why I'm wondering. Is like mm. he's playing his age, which yeah. is, is is good because uh, Tobey Maguire looked like an old man by the time of Spider-Man Three, and then Andrew Garfield looked looked young, but he was 28 for the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, 28. But they picked an actor that was that looked younger. For younger, that. not like high school. He didn't look like he was in high school, but he looked younger. Even for the first Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire was like this. He guy still looked old. Yeah, he's like this. This dude <laughs> looks like, about forty. It's like Twilight, they, they they are not high school kids. Yeah, at all. At all. So uh, you know, it's it's nice that Marvel did that. And I actually found out something about Tom Holland. Him and uh, him and J Dog, John Bernthal. Uh, that's what he told me to call him. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I actually would like to get John on the podcast again, but. Uh, 
John Bernthal, who's playing the Punisher, they actually auditioned together. Really? They auditioned to Mar- Marvel together. I feel like I did hear about that. Yeah, they did uh, their auditions, audition tapes together. Yeah. And How yeah. fucking awesome is that? <laughs> you have the Punisher and Spider-Man auditioning together. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, that'd be great to get Punisher in a Spider-Man movie, considering that's mm-hmm. where he first appeared. One they, issue one twenty nine of Amazing like Spider Man. They, they, they would need to. They would need to redeem the Punisher. Well, we'll find him. out Friday when season two of Daredevil comes out. Yeah, and I hope so because I the with the with the popularity of Deadpool, mm-hmm. that that's like the calling for the, the Punisher right there. The success of that. Yeah. It's just the la- the first Punisher movie I thought was pretty solid. The, the Dolph one, Lundgren. Yeah. The Dolph Lundgren Punisher from nineteen ninety. Yeah. All right. I thought it was pretty solid, but I mean, it has been years since I've last seen that film, and yep. points have changed. Didn't he, Andrew? You watched that with me, didn't you? Which one? The Dolph Lundgren Punisher, where he steals a school bus and drives yeah, it around uh, to, like a skate yeah, park uh, or some like shit. The, uh, the fight in like the abandoned warehouse involving like the merry-go-round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then the second one was just like the. I like the I like the the third one the war zone with the parkour kill. Yeah, yeah I like Thomas Jane as Punisher and uh, Adi Shankar, who's been on the podcast, produced uh, a uh, a short film that brought Thomas Jane back as the Punisher. It had Thomas Jane and Ron Perlman was a, in it. it was really good, dark, gritty. How a Punisher movie should be, but uh, that never got taken anywhere. Yeah, but it was neat that he, he brought somebody back that had actually played the role. Uh, I think we might have briefly talked about Adi Shankar in a previous podcast, too. Oh, which, by the way... He did uh, the, the Gritty Power Rangers a year or so ago. You, when I said the first Punisher movie, um, did you mention the, the one reference to, the, like, the 80s one? Yeah, I'm referencing oh, the 80s one. No, you're talking Okay, you're talking about the Thomas Jane one. Yes, exactly. Okay, with John Travolta as the bad guy. Yes, and I was like, wait a tick. I was talking. I was talking there about the reason why you made that face, and then I realized, oh, that there's, there's the 80s, there's the 80s, one 80s that was Punisher, just yeah, freaking just ridiculous. ridiculous, yeah. No, I'm talking about that was like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. John Troll. That one was solid. Yeah, that's a, that's a good movie. But then the the most recent Warzone. One, Warzone was kind of a flop. In my yeah, oh yeah, it was ridiculous. That movie was ridiculous. You yeah. want to talk about a movie that's ridiculous? It's Warzone. Yeah. Even though I think, uh, oh, why am I spacing his name? Uh, the guy who played the Punisher, he was also Volstag in uh, Thor. Yeah. I feel like that uh, movie was just way too Dick Tracy. Yeah, it kind of was. The villains were very Tracy-esque. Yeah, and and that's why that's what kind of turned me off from the whole thing. Yeah, um, but I mean, it was violent. It was gory. It's everything that you could want from the Punisher, minus the Dick Tracy villains. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, as Andrew mentioned, I love the uh, the parkour. Guy getting blown up with a rocket launcher. That's one of my favorite moments in any superhero movie. I remember watching that for the first time, and I think soda went out my nose. Which is probably not what you want out of a fucking Punisher movie. Andrew, what are you doing? Arguing politics. Oh, okay. Uh, could you argue about the Punisher? Um. Mister, I have not seen season one of Daredevil. I don't like watching out. He doesn't watch hour-long television. What? So, yeah. like, Walking Dead? No. I'd rather read the comics. 
He, re- he reads the Walking Dead comics. Justify- that's, that's a justifiable statement, but, like, the, the, the show is just as good as the comics books. Now, some would argue... I've heard mixed things about, like, some, some seasons of the show. Uh, yeah, I, you know, the only reviews I hear is, oh, it's boring and they didn't kill enough zombies. I hate that as a review of The Walking Dead. That's, yeah, that's... No, that's not a, a valid argument. Yeah, I agree. Um, but... The, the show has done a good job of basically making its own, like, little alternate universe yeah. from the comic book to make it, and they should do that, and so the fans don't feel like they're just, you know, rewatching yeah. Yeah, and just rewatching it. They're giving us something new. Boring. Yeah. Uh, but the one thing, I, uh, this, this comes from a person that has been in the, that shoot, your shoes before, where I was like, I can't get into these lost like shows where they're you know very story you mean like lost, lost lost yeah like lost shows that are like lost where it's very much based on character development and if you jump into the middle of it you're I mean, completely like, unaware of what's going on in the storyline I, I don't mind that like, I just think like you know it's it's hard for me to like you know I, I feel like it's almost insurmountable like I'm trying to catch up on something like it's like, like mm-hmm. it feels like it's easier to do like you know sitcoms like catching yeah. those because they're like half hours you know it's like you know if you get you start feeling bored. Uh, wait a few minutes. New episode. New episode. New plotline will be starting. Yeah. Like I, to be honest, like uh, I, really, I I like a lot of the actors involved in that, and I kind of find it slow. But although like the later season, well, I because I I watched a bunch of it with like Chance was watching it, so yeah. I kind of caught up. But, but it was enjoyable. You know, granted I was you know under the influence, but uh, <laughs> but no, like like it was like you know it's like you know, the. So, you know, like, I, I think a lot of people, it's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a, like, those hour-long shows, especially, like, character-driven ones, they're, they're like a symphony, it's like a slow build, mm-hmm. uh, whereas, you know, uh, you know, I just, you know, Jones is for, like, you know, some endorphins or whatever, or, you know, uh, no, I got you. But like, yeah, it's like a, like a, like a, well, like, been, a like a pop single versus, like, a symphony. I've been thinking about picking up, uh, well, starting to watch House of Cards. And I'm like, it's four seasons in. That's a lot to get caught up on. Mm. Well, I'll just binge watch Daredevil in a day and then think yeah. about it. Well, it's like with me with Game of Thrones, I understand that that show is critically acclaimed. Yeah. And there's actually only, I was surprised, and I'm going to sound a little naive by saying this, there's only 10 episodes per season. Per season, yeah, that's but, accurate. Uh, but because everyone's like, you got to watch, you got to watch, you got to watch. I understand this. Yeah. Uh, technically, I could watch that show and just have it as noise in the background. Yes, but that's not how you want to watch that no, show. Exactly. Yeah. So and it's one of those things. But you know, I, I get where Andrew's at. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I get um, it. Because it's, it's it's very intimidating, and at the same time, it's just like, do you really want to sit down and watch all that, especially with the commercials? Yeah. They go through. Although with Game of Thrones, you don't have that because you have HBO. But, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, and. We were talking about Spider-Man. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of complaint about his costume. A hell of a lot of complaint about his costume. There's always gonna be complaint like, about it. I'm like, this is almost the the perfect Spider-Man costume. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys complaining his about? Eyes his eyes move. Awesome. Yes, you can finally show emotion in a Spider-Man costume without him taking off his mask every fight, and I don't know how. 
There's been five Spider-Man movies, and the city of New York doesn't know Peter Parker's fucking Spider-Man because he takes his mask off every fucking five minutes. Sure, and... Okay. I don't know. It just... To me... For, for one, I, I don't know if you, I, Deadpool can give him that much credit because Deadpool's eyes moved. They too. did. Not, not that much, but they did. They did. Enough to... No, enough to... Because... The thing about Deadpool is, like, his expressions are supposed to be comical. Yeah. So the eye movement relates to his uh, interpersonal, like, connects, like, his, 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 um, his facial expressions, basically. Yeah. Or, what, or whatever he does. But, so, I don't know. A lot of people are saying that it looks too digital. Hmm. Which I think is a flawed critique. Um, yeah, because if we're also talking about this being a young Spider-Man, so you can also make the argument that it's—I don't know—like it's a new suit. So it's—I mean, obviously the guy washes the suit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just feel like people have to critique everything. I didn't think that the look—it looked digital. I think it looked fantastic. Yeah. I, people were bitching about. I heard people were complaining about the eyes, like. They, they did that in the comic. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I know. I posted on my Facebook. I was like, uh, it was like uh, someone made a uh, a meme. They're like, if you're bitching about Spider-Man's eyes, go read a fucking comic. <laughs> uh, and, you know, at least uh, here, it, it's practical. They actually show you how it, how it does it. It looks like shutters, like a camera shutter, mm-hmm. it, which is neat. It's neat. At least it's not just doing it on its own. There's actually a... Well, I don't know what the reason would be for him to actually have that built into a suit, but it's neat. Yeah. Well, I, I think they would have that just for perspective reasons. Because, I mean, have you ever put on a mask before? The, the rhetorical question, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, we all wear masks, <laughs> metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> what, what movie was that, guys? What movie was that? Should know this. You should know this. It's, it's a reference also to like a book to the Black Veil, but that's beside the point. We all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. It's a mask, Jim Carrey. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh, come on. <laughs> but anyways, back to the point. It having that, having like the shutters, mm-hmm. so to say, adds because uh, when you put a mask on, you lose your perspective. Yeah. You can only see. You can only see pretty much what's in front of you. So if you had those shutters, your 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 perspective technically is is actually open. Yeah. It's like not wearing a mask at all. Yeah. So that's actually I wish I had a better way to explain it, but at this point, now that you bring it up, is it completely makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, also it's rumored that he'll have a different costume at the beginning of the movie. Because even in Civil War, uh, Tony Stark gives him his own uh, new costume. And I think they're doing that where he'll have a... Instead of... In the uh, in the comic, he had his normal Spider-Man costume, and he gave him the Iron Spider costume, where it was, like, gold and red and had four extra mechanical arms that came out the back of it. and It looks neat. And it was kind of cool that Spider-Man... Or that Iron Man gave Spider-Man a tech upgrade, basically. Yeah. Allowed him to uh, to like glide and stuff like that too, instead of having to swing everywhere. I feel like I feel like when that happens, that's just gonna open up a whole slew of like different 
trolled critiques. But I think it'll have his street-level uh, Spider-Man costume, like the one he threw together. And then Iron Man will give him this costume. I can see that. Somebody, I saw like uh, somebody edited like uh, Spider-Man lying on the van with wearing the uh, Iron Spider costume. Yeah, I've seen. I, I might have sent it to you. I, I, think I know so, I yeah. sent it to a couple people. Where it actually, and it actually has the forearms. Yeah, and it looked it. really good actually. Also saw it where somebody did it as Miles Morales' Spider-Man, and then I seen one where for some reason Spider-Man starts dancing. <laughs> the, this three seconds out of the trailer has uh, completely blew up the internet. It's the most downloaded trailer. You know what would be really funny to do, uh, like replace Spider-Man with? Huh? Are you familiar with the John Travolta pulp Yes, you yes. Do you have him on the van? Looking one way, looking the other? Yeah, that would be kind of funny. Uh... I think it was kind of smart for them to uh, hold the reveal until this final trailer. Mm -hmm. This is uh, all the footage of Spider-Man we'll see before that movie comes out. Which is probably good because it, it's Captain America's movie. We don't want all the hype on fucking Spider-Man sure. who's had five movies. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm really excited. Can't wait for May to get here. It's, uh, after I watched it, I almost forgot that Batman Superman opens next week. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. I mean... I'm seeing it Monday. I have pre-screening tickets for Monday. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, can I, can I see this other movie first? Yeah. Can I see that now? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there seems to be... I haven't put my finger on it yeah. just yet, but this... Either the way they're marketing it with this new Batman versus Superman, and maybe it will just blow out of the water with... Mm -hmm. I think with this with this movie, mm -hmm. what will really get people hyped is what happens at the very end. end. The end of the movie. That will be basically relate to the development of the Justice League. Yeah. That's For a movie entitled Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice? Yeah. Come and, on. And I guess this is just like a warning for all the trolls that are out there. Like, the... The actual story and what happens in that movie might not be the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Or the best thing since, you know, like the new Star Wars or whatever. But just freaking hold on because... Because this is next, coming. Yeah, this the, is coming, the guys. The next movies will be so much better. Yeah. This is just a prelude to what they're planning. To yeah. Uh, I, I saw uh, Zack Snyder's looking at this as a trilogy. With Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Um, uh, what I think is, uh, I didn't think about this until a few days ago. Is like, because it, it comes out on Good Friday. It's like, yeah. man, they're the man. They're really, really man. Zack Snyder is going all in, playing up uh, this whole Superman uh, Jesus. Yeah. Does that mean Batman Judas? Pontius Pilate. Oh, okay. He's the one who crucifixion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crucifixion. Um, Maybe Doomsday is uh, maybe Doomsday is supposed to be the cross. Uh, apparently, someone <laughs> dies at the end of the movie too. They haven't said who, but apparently that's leaking online. So I I would avoid it because I don't want I don't want to know that. I don't want to know who dies at the end of that movie. It would have to be someone relating to one of the superheroes. Yeah, like for sure. Lois or someone like yeah. that. Like I'm throwing Lois, names, Alfred, you know, throwing some names out yeah. there or something. Sorry if we accidentally spoil it, guys. Yeah, this is just, I mean, it's just guesses. Yeah, just I'm guesses. I'm not saying 
this is the person. Yeah. Well, it's the same for Civil War. They they filmed multiple funerals for the end of that movie. What the hell? It's like every character might die in that movie because they filmed a funeral for everyone. Yeah. Which, if it's anything in the trailer show, it's probably fucking War Machine. That's how they lead it to be. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, freaking War Machine dying in his arm. Yeah, right? You know? Like, if it's anybody else, all right. Yeah. They kind of get that. Yeah, appara- apparently the movie's book ended with funerals, so... Hmm. First one's uh, almost 100% Agent Carter. So. Hmm. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I think that's all but confirmed. Because you remember how she was in The Winter Soldier. She had... Uh, Alzheimer's and was just gone. So, uh, movie probably opens up with her, her funeral, which but could lead people would, to question the final funeral. Yeah, no, that would almost lead up to the demise of that show altogether, right? Not necessarily. I don't think so. I mean, it would be kind of a, like a nice little ironic tie-in. Like, yeah. I'm not sure how popular the show is. You know, the Agent Carter. It didn't. It did worse this year than it did last year. But the thing is, it's a gap filler between the two halves of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it does better than S.H.I.E.L.D. repeats. And it's not an expensive show to make. So, will it come back for a third year? There's a good chance, just because it's not expensive, and it does better ratings than repeats. Sure. But the studio has that final say-so, so to say. Those are good statistics. Which, uh, with it being Marvel... And a, uh, ABC, which are both owned by Disney, there's a good. It's all in house, yeah. so it's not like they're having to pay anyone else to put that show on. Yeah. So if they're like, oh yeah, this show can make money even without having that huge of an audience, they'll do it. Yeah. And, so. and, and, and the, another big argument is that you know superhero shows are widely more popular than any other show that you know miniseries or series yeah. that's out there. So it's proven to make money. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, studios are more lenient to cut thing, cut those types of shows. Yeah, they'll cut other other ones. Yeah, good possibility. Like the family or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so yeah, actually, we're at uh, forty six minutes. I guess this is a good time to switch over to our uh, last topic of discussion. Uh, we're going to get to see a seventy seven year old Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Hey. Still could work. Yes. I mean, it could just be basically, uh, uh, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Just switched. The switcheroo. So do you bring do you bring back Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> do you Andrew? Do you bring back Shia LaBeouf for the next Indiana Jones? No, you just basically throw in a new actor and say he's the new Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. Oh, yeah, we recast him. You look different, son. Or, uh, or, or die on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> they just Of Cybertron? I, I would be perfectly fine if they just disregard Skull altogether. That's not going to happen. I know, but I, I would think, be... I, don't, like, I, I watched Skull like, a few years ago like, when they released, released the uh, Indiana Jones films uh, like uh, on Blu-ray. They like, had the screening in the theaters. Yeah, uh, the IMAX, right? Uh, yeah, but... but yeah. I actually went to a marathon like in New York when I was mm-hmm. uh, during grad school, and actually had Karen Allen speak before the last film. And you know, the, la- the last film it's not as good as you know the other ones, but it's probably about as good as maybe uh, Temple of Doom. Mm. 
Yeah. Like, and, if you do like the alien stuff, is like you know uh, the the focal point of every Indiana Jones film is like a religious artifact. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ark of the Covenant, the Sacred Ten Cornerstones, uh, the Holy Grail. Even even the Crystal Skulls. Yeah, I know that. Like, Look, like you know that uh, religion, uh, that uh, native uh, religion, and uh, was it? Uh, I forget where in South where in South America it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I feel like they kind of have a. Uh, you know, they, they have a sandbox with this one because the... Do you think it'll be easier for this one to be better, well, more well-received? Do you think the pressure's off of them? Yes and no, but where I'm going with the sandbox... It is, can't be worse than the last one, guys. <laughs> but my, where I'm going with the sandbox idea is that they the last film didn't really lead off to like a cliffhanger. It really mm-hmm. left off more of a resolution with the different characters. Yeah. So they could they could have like a large time lapse, relatively large, long time lapse. Yeah. Put in put in the sixties. Hell. Put the point where his son is going off to do something else. Yeah. And we have a new character, almost like an apprentice. Yeah. Going along with a, a student. A student. So he's to say. a professor. And he could pass it makes sense. On to. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people are debating yeah. is like, is he de- going to pass the, the baton or, or what? Well, I think what so because that's what they were hoping to do with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, but he didn't because of the sorry the last scene uh, he, he was like going to pass the hat off and he said nope. Yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah, there's there's the indication possibly that with this new one and the fact that Shia LaBeouf's buffs probably not Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Uh, is not going to be associated with this film is that they're going to focus on someone else. Yeah. Possibly. See, I, I I like that idea. I, my idea w- for it would have been uh, kind of start off like The Last Crusade where we had River Phoenix as a young Indiana Jones doing this mm-hmm. a- adventure uh, to having like starting the movie off with old Harrison Ford in, a, in an adventure that ties directly into the story you would then go to with a younger recasted Indiana Jones. Yeah. Because or, Indiana Jones is so serialized that you can tell stories whenever you want. So or Disney could do this is just the comical idea. The Harrison Ford crossover movie where it's Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones? No, they'll, Disney will do a Tron and they'll just digitally enhance his face. Yeah, make him younger, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, that, I highly doubt it. Did, did you know there's a, a Star Wars uh, Jones crossover comic? Yeah, the Indy comes across the record of the Millennium Falcon and finds a, a Han Solo corpse uh, skeleton. Uh, yeah, uh, Han and Chewie skeletons. Wow. Yeah. I have to look that up now. That's, yeah. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> it was for like a, maybe a free comic book day uh, special or like something a, like, like a, that. Like a, like a pretty short thing with like a, I want to say a couple still, pages, still yeah. Still Dark Horse era, I think. I yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, for sure. Maybe uh, the Star Wars Infinite well, book. <laughs> we definitely know it's not canon now. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, obviously. Not, it's not oh, that makes you sad. I've, I've got, I have those, and it wasn't referenced in those. Because all those are non, were not canon at the time oh, anyway, course, right? Yeah, yeah, they were all standalone. Yeah, they were just like what if yeah. type things. Yeah. You know, which the first one's solid, but the other ones are just. Gotcha. But yeah, 77, 76, 77 year old Harrison Ford coming back for Indiana Jones. But again, you could you could have him be a Sean Connery type character, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I like that idea. I really do. It would work. Yeah. It would work. But, you know, obviously Indiana Jones' character and his father's character are two different people. Yeah. But you could still have him being basically, you know, the arrogant, sarcastic indie that we yeah. all know and love, just not as mobile. It's yeah. just kind of pushing this kid around, yeah. basically. Uh, well, just ringing about to, to Marvel, like... Uh, the Hank Pym, Scott Lang situation in Ant-Man, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you're talking about. And you have this old retired hero passing it on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I could see that. I would, I, I'd be all right with that, except it better be Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. that that's to be dis- I, I think that they, they played it very conservatively by saying, by Disney announcing Harrison Ford's going to be center screen. Mm-hmm. But... They won't. They won't release who this new young indie is going to be. Yeah. This new Jones possibly yeah. is going to be until the next. He, he has break. another kid. It could be a Jones. It could be another. I don't know. Yeah. He's been with multiple women. Yes. <laughs> be like, damn! I have another kid. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be. This, there's gonna be a side comic where it's Indy and Mari. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a kid with a blonde chick from uh, <laughs> Temple of Doom. Oh. Instead of uh, uh, Maria, what was her name? Marion. Marion, yeah. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's wife, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, there's anything. There's some marriage, right? What's, yeah, yeah, he was getting divorced at the time, I think. Or uh, that's why Temple of Doom is so dark. Uh, I think he and uh, he and uh, Lucas were both going through like a a rough patch, I think, at that point. Gotcha. Uh, like, personally. Well, I also find it funny. Steven Spielberg's back, which is awesome. Yes. No George Lucas. Lucasfilm wants nothing to fucking do with George Lucas. See, that was going to be my next question. Is going through these articles, like, there's no freaking reference to George Lucas, so who is writing the script? Yeah. So right? Are they? is Disney just going to be just basically... Are they going to find... They're probably they're going to have to find a new writer. Yeah. But, well, unless Spielberg wants to do it himself. Which he could. Yeah, he could. He could. He contributed a lot to that script. Yeah. The last scripts. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, except for all the alien stuff was was, was Lucas, yeah. Yeah, which is surprising because uh, you know Spielberg is huge into science fiction and space yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's doable. Yeah. Why give him a shot to the whole script? Right. Well, I I don't think he actually writes too many of his movies though, so. He's totally capable. Of doing yeah. Something like that yeah. And contributing towards something. For sure. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, Spielberg picked J.J. Uh, Abrams to direct Star Wars. Did you know that? Hmm. J.J. Spiel- Abrams was Spiel- Spielberg's choice for Star Wars. Did not know that, actually. Yeah. I think it, He's, I, I think it, I think it was a better fit for Star Wars than Star Trek. I mean, his first Star Trek movie is great, but I think... Based on like the way he, you know, his directing, I think it worked better for him. I feel like I also heard there was an interview where they talked to JJ, and he he said that the Star Trek, he kind of purposely made it like Star Wars. Well, that and also he saw that as his launch pad. Yeah, like he purposely did that in order to possibly get a big gig like Star Wars. Yeah, well, he he had always said that Star Wars was what he wanted to do. He exactly. would love to make a Star Wars movie. Yeah. The entire time he was doing Star Trek, he was like, I, I, can't, I want to do Star Wars. Yeah, and so, why not? Because he did yeah. such a great job with the, with the reboots, if you want to call them that. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, alternate timeline. But they did it in such a way, they're like, oh, the other stuff still happened. See, we have old Spock. Well, see, that's why that's why I I, I, I always second guess myself when I say reboot because some Star Trek fans are like they're not reboots. Oh, well, that's what that's what bugged the hell out of me when everybody was talking about X Files when it was coming when it came back. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh yeah, they're rebooting X Files. No, no, they're that, continuing. They're continuing X Files. Yeah, right it's another right. season of X Files. Yeah. It's not a reboot. Which is, which is great. Yeah. So. <laughs> Those words get thrown around a, a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like remake or or any of those. Yeah. It, Just if something's been gone for a while and it comes back, oh, they're rebooting it. No, that's not true. No, they're just they're they're continuing where it left off. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It moved in real time, but yeah, it's Take, give it the <clears throat> Urban Dictionary. It's basically a reboot. It's starting from scratch, yeah. keeping some of the ideas. It's like the Ghostbusters movie, like yeah. by last time. It feels like a reboot, but really, it's Ooh. to be seen if it's yeah, actually we don't know that yet. Yeah, the other movies. Yeah, but it feel, right now it feels like a reboot. Yeah, but it has subtle symbols. Yeah. Indications of a continuation, especially with the way they started that trailer, oh, yeah. which we talked about last week. Oh yeah, Andrew, we could have used you last week. Mm. Why? Uh, we uh, we talked a lot about uh, uh, the go- new cast of the Ghostbusters, the all female cast, and nerd people hating it. And uh, we talked about race at the Oscars. It would have been a perfect episode for Gabe. Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel I, like you would have been helpful in that conversation I as well. Probably, but you know, I, I, I class this week at spring break. Yeah. I have a rough time in my class on Wednesday. I, I love my professor. I love the class, but uh, usually I open on Wednesday, so I'm usually dead by the because I'm. Yeah. I mean, what, Wednesday? I mean, it's not like a long shift, but it's like I also usually have to like because uh, our delivery people they don't bring the beer down, so I'm usually schlepping like you know ten plus uh, cases of beer downstairs. Yeah. So I'm usually pretty wiped out by the end because I've been up since the eight o'clock. I mean, hey, it's not, that's not an early call, but I mean, it's the class is it's in a pretty pretty hot classroom and it's like you know it's six to eight forty, so it's a long class. Yeah. Huh. But it's an awesome class. He, my professor used to uh, write for uh, a paper in Oregon and cover the Trailblazers. He's telling us stories about covering Zebo and uh, Rasheed Wallace and Darius Miles and. Nice. Maybe Rasheed was out out of the team at that point. I forget, but. No, it's it's been fun. He's a good he's a good dude, and uh, he, uh, he he's my he's definitely uh, I, I consider him a good guy because uh, uh, Colin Cowherd, uh, who I fucking hate, uh, uh, was bitching about like uh, uh, during the uh, finals between the Heat and the Mavericks in 2011. He gave uh, LeBron a D plus for a game in which he had a triple double because uh, LeBron uh, disappeared in the second half. Hmm. But fuck Colin, fuck Colin Cowherd. <laughs> uh. So, uh, Kevin Smith started filming his episode of The Flash this week, and it uh, was released that it's uh, the guy writing the episode. It's also his first episode of The Flash, but it's the same guy who wrote X-Men First Class and Thor The Dark World. So, that's nice. That'll be... uh, interesting. Yeah, and a lot of people, they don't don't like Thor The Dark World, but I thought it was an alright film. But it'd be interesting to see his jump from... To television and uh, the Thor series has kind of always been like a guilty pleasure for my for my yeah it's always been that oddball in the Marvel yeah. universe yeah so the yeah yeah just thought I'd share a little bit of geek 
geek news. So going back to um, this is something that kind of crossed my mind. Yeah. Getting off work today. So going back to Indiana Jones, do you think do you think Harrison Ford will just? He's do you think he'll a, break his back again? He's on a, he's just on a streak to just basically just bury his his characters, his characters, and then maybe he, he might they might kill, kill off and they might, might kill, kill Indy. <laughs> sure, why I mean, not? Here's the, here's the big thing. Pass it I off to John Boyega. I don't know how he feels about his Indiana Jones character because I know with Han Solo he didn't want to have a big role or as big of a role he, as he did in mm. the Star Wars films. He technically wanted to end it at the first one. Yeah, yeah. So if, if he feels more comfortable with the with in the Indiana Jones shoes, but then I, that solidifies my theory that he's going to, that he's not going to kill yeah. kill his character. But... If he's just like just done with the whole thing, and he's just like the only way, the only way we're gonna do this is at the very end we have a dramatic death scene. Yeah. Then. Well, it could also be something where he would see if they kill him, it would be him finishing his job. Yeah, it'd be more like a subtle, like a natural death. Yeah, and it, it could go. It could lead to, like, uh, I think it's important that uh, they killed off. Uh, killed him off Han and yeah. uh, sorry my brain's not working Han Solo I've grown up with this name I've known this name all my fucking life why can I just think of it for two seconds uh, for them killing off Han I think it was important considering they're doing an origin film for, for Han mm-hmm. now that actor doesn't have to compete with Harrison Ford yeah but I think regard- they would have still done that movie regardless if he died or not yeah, maybe, but I think it, it's better for that actor not sure. having two competing Han Solos. Sure. So maybe that's something as well. well somebody, you basically, you know, you figure that Han was going to buy the somebody was going to somebody for the original trilogy was going to buy the dust. I mean, cause especially like with you know uh, following the structure of uh, structure structure of uh, a new up so well. I mean, mm-hmm. mentor dying uh, in the uh, bad guy's uh, giant doomsday weapon at the yeah. hands of uh, a fallen. Uh, yeah. True. Uh, so I, I could I could definitely see uh, even if we take my my idea for what Indy Five would be with having old Harrison Ford at the beginning, cutting back in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even if he died in that opening beginning and then went back to a young Indiana Jones, it it could very well. Or say they do Indiana Jones Six, that would be a perfect way to do that too. Yeah. Maybe have him back for all of five, and passing the torch or something. I don't. I don't know. Whatever they decide to do, and then all right to end the series with to to end with quotations. Uh, we're gonna kill you off at the beginning of six. Cut back to a younger Indiana Jones. Now this new actor can take over the franchise. Or or they could do a film where it's five is like you said, cutting off where he's speaking, and then they do at. They do a past story. They focus a lot on him. Then the sixth movie, mm-hmm. they focus a lot more on the younger actor. Yeah. And then they lead into back to the beginning of the fifth one, mm-hmm. and we find out that Indiana Jones is like on his deathbed or something yeah. like that, and he's just recalling the last I don't know five to ten years yeah. that he's had with this younger kid. Yeah, that could work too. Yeah. 
being very, kind of like a, a very subtle, you know, yeah. heartwarming. Yeah, for sure. Uh, way to tell the last two two episodes. Yeah. I don't know. We can speculate all we want. Yeah, I know. Until the first. We won't know for another three fucking years. <laughs> won't know for another three years. Well, they're, they're, they will they will most likely have a trailer. Uh, a year, yeah. Eighteen ish. Yeah, a year before the movie comes out. December two thousand seventeen. You know, mid. 2018. We still don't have a Rogue One trailer, and that's well less than a yeah, year now. We have pictures and posters, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it might be very well be that 2019 when we finally get a trailer, which, honestly, I'm hoping for May with Civil War to get a Rogue One trailer. Makes sense. When, when's the next Avenger movie supposed to be scheduled to make, come out? Uh, the next Avengers? Yeah. Uh, 2018? Yeah, so there'll be two Star Wars movies out by that time. I mean, I, again, I, I I have to look at that the, the release dates to uh, remind myself, but I know that they they chuck out these Marvel and DC movies like they're candy. Basically. Well, Marvel's doing three a year. After two this year, it's starting next year, it's three a year. But that Civil War would probably be the biggest thing. Yeah, Civil Civil War in May, and then you get Doctor Strange in November, and the movie comes out in December. So you'll have a you'll have probably a new Rogue One trailer for each of those. Yeah. Yep. Now it, w- it would be nice. I know they haven't they haven't cast uh, Indiana Jones, well the new Han Solo yet, but uh, they have the short list. And one of the guys on that list is the guy from uh, 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 Kingsman, the kid from Kingsman. Mm-hmm. I'd be completely okay with that. I like that kid. Again, because they probably reduced it since the last. Season. It's down to three. It's three. been narrowed to three people. Yeah. Okay. So I have to relook at that again. Uh, I think I just saw it early. Hold on. It won't take me any time to pull this up. Da da da. Where's it at? Not gonna take any time. Here it is. Short list of nerf herders. <laughs> Let's see here. Right here. Yeah, yep, those are the guys. So you get, I'll, I guess it's a bit more, I guess it's five. They have it narrowed down to five. Uh, Alden Enrich, Jack Raynor, uh, Taran Edgerton, which that's the guy from Kingsman, then Blake Jenner and Jack O'Connell. The only one I know is the guy from Kingsman. And I, I mean, I saw the other dude in Transformers, but I, he's not rememberable. So, yeah. Uh, new, uh, new Han Solo is going to be cast pretty soon. Hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, we uh, running out of time here, but we didn't talk about Sausage Party. Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this movie. I hadn't heard about it until you actually showed me the trailer yeah. for it, and I, I mean, you guys subtly kind of hinted on the direction of the film. It wasn't until I saw like the the hot dog and the buns, yeah, the little, and they're like, "Oh, we're meant to be together." Little, I log and I was like, "This," and she looks, looks like a vagina. Uh, 
<laughs> over under on them recreating the scene in uh, Greece, uh, along with the drive-in movie where the hot dog jumps into the bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I've heard that there's going to be food sex. The, the food's going to fuck in this film. So. Really? That's what Seth Rogen said. I think I saw in an interview. All right. So, but I, I, I have to look more into that. Yeah. I wouldn't be against actually leading into the next podcast with talking about that. Okay. Yeah, we can save it. We can save it for sure. That's one of those things when I saw that, I was like, this is comedic gold right here. Yeah, we'll save it then. We can definitely save it. Uh, There's also a new trailer for the uh, new Tim Burton movie that looks pretty good. Oh, uh, the, the uh, oh you're starting with... Uh, no, 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 not the sequel to Alice. Yeah, it's the one starting uh, Eva Green, I think. Yeah, Eva, Eva Green's the main one. It's uh, Miss... Something's uh, Home for Peculiar Children, I think. Yeah, it looks really good. So we can talk about that then as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll have... Uh, I'm going to Chicago this weekend for the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. We're not going as press, but uh, we might have some stuff to bring back from there, so... Yep. Uh, I guess that wraps everything up. Uh, I'm David West. I'm Peaches. I'm Andrew. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm going to go. Tell us about our Twitter handles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm David West underscore K-O-E-S. I'm uh, at Jumpin, J-U-M-P-I-N, Jack, J-A-C-K, Flask, F-L-A-S-K, on Twitter, Jumpin' Jack Flask. And I really don't have anything like other than you can find me underneath the uh, rock of the uh, nearest manhole. Gotcha. You you can come in here to uh, to Sun King Taffer and Fishers and see us. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and me and Peaches here will uh, give you some beer. Not give you. We'll sell you some beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, and come see me at Goose the Market. I'm the yeah. food buyer there. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, now it's awkward. I'm gonna go ahead and hit the space bar. <laughs> All right, I've been I've been recognized here, by the way. You mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, it was odd. Really? Uh, yeah. It was it's just. A, I mean, the way the story you told me was it 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 felt heart heartwarming. Like it was. Kinda, what story did I tell you? What? Uh, there was a guy. He he noticed your face at one of the conventions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, hey, that's what it was. He was at a I panel. Was at this panel, and you were there, and now you're feeling like Rowlers. Yeah. You're super excited about the whole thing. And yeah. Like, oh, no, it is exciting. That's, that's it awesome. is exciting, but it still feels weird. Didn't Didn't you say that a lot, a lot of people when uh, like uh, I mentioned Gooser, like the beer selection? At yeah, Gooser yeah. Or you're uh, yeah. Well, He's like this legend that lives down in the basement of Goose of the Market. I'm just trying to basically make it so it's not because. I, mean, I think it's very like situational. Like if you were in any other situation, maybe any other job, yeah, it may be a little. Awkward. But since I'm out in but public and in yeah, very possible, true, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I have two jobs, and my big kid job, everyone shrugs off when they hear that I work at a brewery, even though I'm a grunt here. Yeah, they're like. You work at a brute. They think it's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, right? They do. They're they like, do. Are there like little bitty minions? In my, ex- in my experience, most of the underlings are more like the kids who don't uh, make it uh, to the big prize. You know, you uh, drown on the Chocolate River, get turned to a, uh, turn violet, uh, fall down with the rest of the bad eggs, get uh, zapped into a TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not far off. I mean, I, th- I feel like almost working at the Fire brewery the almost... Phone. Amplifies it? Amplifies yeah. It True. Uh, uh, all right. The music is cutting me off. So I'm going to go ahead and... Uh
we're gonna call it. All right, later guys. Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.